This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. From days long ago, from uncharted regions of the universe, comes a legend. A dream that came through a million years, that lived on through all the tears. It came here, the Fandom Nexus. Fabulous secret powers were revealed to our host as he plugged in his microphone. I have a podcast! Here he is, your Spider-Pan, Jeremy. Yes, we're back again! Woo! Well, at least I'm back again. Okay, I'm going to say we're back again, although one of us is back again and the other one's brand new. I did mention last show, we're going to do something a little new, a little something exciting, a little something different. Things are happening around here. You're about to... I bet... Let's see if people can guess your voices. Okay, no, they wouldn't know your voice. <laughs> but, uh, so... I'll, I'll, I'll set this up. I got kind of an interesting message on Facebook by people I used to go to church with. They said, hey, can our daughter come and intern with you? And I was like, intern? I'm not really a business, am I? Well, this is kind of a cool thing. I, I've only looked a little bit about this, but I have an intern, and we'll explain it here in a little bit. So everybody say hello to Emma. Well, Emma's going to say hello to you. Hi. <laughs> and she's going to be a little microphone shy at first. So th- is this your first time ever you know, being behind a mic at all? Yeah, definitely. Oh, so we're breaking in. Trial by fire, which is what I just wanted to throw her into the deep end of the pool. <laughs> so It's like, like those babies teaching them this to swim yeah yeah although i never learned to swim oh yeah uh, i i blame jaws because i saw jaws when i was way too young and i think i was scared of the water oh so i'm scared of the ocean so i've been in the ocean i just didn't get too far <laughs> I, it was kind of fun riding the waves i did learn okay side side story i learned a trick because when you get in the ocean if you accidentally get your mouth water and you have a bad habit of getting water oh, it's yeah. really salty mm-hmm I learned if I go and I eat a bunch of Fritos, because the Fritos are super salty, the water won't bother you at all. <laughs> oh, that's really smart. <laughs> yeah. I thought I was clever, <laughs> because there was a lot of salt in that water. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I didn't get out where I was going to be under other than the, the waves, so I just kind of learned to jump the waves, and it just kind of was fun. But then when my legs got tired, I'm like, okay, I got to make it back to shore. So, but yeah, I still only doggy paddle. Yeah. Me too. Me too. The opposite thing, though, for Philip, he's told me that watching Jobs when he was little made him learn to swim because he wanted to make sure he could outswim the sharks. <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah. But me, I don't know. It never worked. And so the nice thing is Heather's a lifeguard. So, well, was. Oh, really? She was a lifeguard up at Camp New Hope. Uh, was that your first job? Is she still in the living room? No. Okay. Well, but she was a lifeguard. So if I ever get in trouble, she can come save me. And I won't mind getting mouth to mouth from her. <laughs> if I was going to complain about mouth to mouth, I'm like 20, more than 20 years long past being yeah. able to complain. Yeah. So, but anyway, so we have Emma here and she's going to be coming in and she's going to get to co-host for a while and then hopefully by the end of the semester she'll spread her wings and fly and we'll tell you about whatever her show ends up being yeah let's hope yeah so so tell me about this program i saw that you're getting college credit yeah um it basically it covers all of my other 
um, credits that I need to do. So I only do my four main courses. Well, that's nice. So it gives you a little bit more. It's almost like a Votech thing then, isn't it? Yeah. So you get you do a few classes and then you go in, out into the world. Yeah, it's way less stressful, too, because yeah. I only have the four classes. <laughs> yeah, less homework. Oh, yeah. Which gives you more time for me to give you homework. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which, don't worry, I have fun homework. You know, it's going to be some technical stuff. You're going to learn some things. I already I'm kind of, I've tossed Audacity at her. She's, I didn't know, she told me you could get Audacity on your phone now. I, I need can. to. Like Daniel Lewis has a podcast all about using Audacity to podcast and all the different tricks and stuff. And I'm sure he's gone further, but I bet he knows. He probably does. Mm-hmm. And speaking of Daniel J. Lewis, what an awful, awful, <laughs> wrong word. What an awesome time. Awesome and awful. It starts the same way. Okay. Uh, yeah. To mention, if you go to NeverlandPodcast.com, right there in the middle of the screen, you'll find my podcast reviews. That is Daniel J. Lewis's business where he will collect. Did you know that your reviews are only going to come from the country that you are living in? Apple will not let you see them all. But if you oh. want to see what everybody around the world is saying about your podcast, my podcast reviews for, well, his fees are about to change. He's about to unlock the, the next version, the 2.0. Uh, very exciting. He's very excited about what's coming up. I don't know what, uh, what all it is, but I'll, when I'll experience, I'll let y'all know. But you click on that link there. If you happen to have a podcast, you get reviews from around the world. He'll email them to you so you can know what people are saying. They even make a nice link where someone can put in the, the uh, reviews for you. It's really nice. But links right there in the middle of NeverlandPodcast.com on the front page. Set yourself up. I think I'm only paying uh, like 50 for a year. Uh, that's it's, not bad. That's not bad for being able to see my reviews, which, by the way, I could use some more reviews. Uh, I know I've, uh, I've completely changed the audiences now. So all of you new people, I want to see some reviews. What do you think about the show? You know, and by the way, send those emails, which we'll get into that later on. But hey, see, you pick your good times. You plug in the good time. Yeah. So she's learning. She's learning. So <laughs> Slowly. So, Slowly, Michelle. Now we get to learn some stuff about you. Oh, yay. Yeah. But doing our typical host chatter, which uh, she, I, I, I was able to prepare her just a little bit. We were talking with her and her parents. And I said, I always start the show by asking the questions, what have you been watching? Um, well, I've been rewatching Flash on CW, not on CW, but on Netflix. Um, so I decided to rewatch it because I was like, I want to rewatch it. So I there just you rewatched go. it. Did you see the movie? No, I have okay. not. Okay. Yeah, Ezra Miller kind of ruined it for some people, but it was actually pretty good. Yeah. Although, I, you know, somebody had a pretty reasonable thing where they said, you know, because they at one point you get to see a lot of different flashes and a lot of different Supermans and stuff that all these different ones. And somebody said, how come Grant Gustin didn't get to have a cameo with that? But would have been nice. I love Grant Gustin. Yeah. He was really good as a Flash. I like, I'd rather have a Grant Gustin than Ezra Miller, honestly. Mm-hmm. So. Although Ezra Miller, I'll credit him as being a good actor, but there's something wrong with that guy. He needs some serious help. Real. For real. Definitely. But it was an enjoyable movie. Uh, what have I been watching this week? Actually, I'm, I'm kind of getting retro. Uh, I saw on a YouTube channel, because I like Kevin James. He's funny. He keeps his comedy clean. And who do, what guy doesn't like Lama Remini anyway? Because she's just cool. And she's cute. Not as cute as Heather is. Because she's in the <laughs> other room. So, because if it sounds different, we're in the kitchen like we used to do with Philip sometimes. Uh, so, but she's fun anyway, and she's pretty funny. But I saw on YouTube they had a, a King of Queens official page where they showed some clips, and I watched some clips. I'm like, oh yeah, I kind of watched a couple episodes back in the day, and so I was like, you know, this is really funny stuff. I don't think I ever really watched much of that show. I bet I can find it on a streaming service. And yes, Peacock has King of Queens. So uh, Heather had to get drug along with me, uh, <laughs> but we've watched. Hmm, six episodes, and I've been enjoying it. It's 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 just a good, funny show, uh, and I like Kevin James. Uh, I like clean comedy. You know, if you can make a joke without having to cuss. I mean, I still I still enjoy uh, 
Wow, my brain just went out the window again. <laughs> Puppet guy. Wow. Wow. It just went right out. Jeff Dunham. Jeff Dunham, thank you. See, this is what this is why I love you because you're in the other room and still helping when I when my brain farts. She <laughs> she thinks her brain's going, but mine's oh, gone. But yeah, Jeff Dunham. I still enjoy him. I just wish he was a little bit cleaner, but but he's still funny. But yeah, Kevin oh, yeah. James, his comedy's clean, his show, you know, there's a few characters that are a little spicy, but it's it's a good fun show if you've never watched King of Queens I definitely recommend it especially if you like Jerry Stiller because uh, he's he plays the father-in-law and he's just he's fun uh, yeah Ben Stiller's father anyone who doesn't know Ben Stiller got his funny from somebody he got it from his dad Jerry is just, he's just a hoot yeah. he's <laughs> does stuff as an old guy you don't expect him in the show it's so I've been enjoying that other than of course we haven't watched Fairy Tale all week because I haven't we've been trying to watch Fairy Tale but I'm reading the manga oh which you know I forgot when we were doing our intro music to say what we're going to talk about today. Manga it gets made into anime, and then sometimes that manga gets made into live action. And so we've got a couple of reviews, and later on the show, uh, I haven't recorded this yet, but I have someone coming on to talk about some other anime that kind of got it even adapted, Americanized into anime. And we're going to talk about stuff that kind of gets Americanized uh, as some anime, and some some old ones, and some more modern ones, because some of these newer ones, uh, you know, younger fans are, are I think uh, some of the younger fans are more into anime, I think, than some people my age are. Yeah, I, I think. I mean, you're, 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 I think you have more access to it. When I, cause when I was a kid, you found the person who was really big into anime, and they bootlegged all their stuff from who knows where, and had yeah. to buy off stuff. Yeah. There's a guy I used to work with that he was bootlegging stuff, and he was like, "Oh, you gotta watch this movie. Oh, you gotta watch this movie." And they were all just like on you know VHSs that he got from who knows where. Uh, but he had me watch a lot, a lot of different kind of things, and trying to find something that I really enjoyed. Then it took me a while until like Full Metal Alchemist that I really found something that I really liked. But of course, when I was a kid, there was stuff that I watched. That I didn't, you know, no one has said the word anime, you know. Yeah. We didn't understand it. But see, now you get, you got access to stuff. So we'll be jumping into that later on. Uh, but yeah, we haven't gotten to watch any fairy tale this week. And now we started watching One Piece because we'll be talking about that later, the live action. Uh, I won't tell you if I'm enjoying it yet or not until we get to that point. Ha ha. You'll have to, you'll have to listen to more of the show. Anyways, I, I babble. All right. So <laughs> now then, of course, the second question we always like to ask, what have you been playing? Oh, I just got some new games like last weekend so i got hogwarts legacy there's a lot of controversial stuff with that apparently and i got gta 5 for the playstation because i didn't have it so (laughs) didn't have it so might as well get it yeah there you go so yeah see i uh i finished i think i've been talking about i've been playing just cost three which i actually recommended uh to uh i'm gonna plug somebody else's show uh james kennison of uh that story show was had mentioned on one of his stuff that his son wants to play gta 5 because he's got friends playing it yeah um and I recommended, and I, James Kennison said he was a big fan of these, this game series too, but Just Cause 3 has a lot of the same game mechanics as the Grand Theft Auto, except when you're taking a car or stealing a tank. <laughs> That's fun. You're taking it from an evil dictator in his army who's, who's like dominating this fictional country. So I yeah. feel better about, you know, stealing the bad guy stuff compared to stealing civilians. Although I did have, uh, and I've been getting some comments on my, on the YouTube channel. By the way, official Neverland Gaming, uh, Official Neverland Gaming Channel, I should say. I almost said .com. On YouTube. For you can find me playing some stuff, which we got some stuff coming up. Some scary games. So I'm going to play some scary stuff. Some stuff Ooh. I've never played before. It's coming up. Uh, but I've gotten some comments on one video where, uh, and I mentioned this last week. I call them the morons of Medici. Where, and I, I got fed up, finally, the, for the last time I got hit by a car. After I just <laughs> liberated this town and drove the bad guys away. A guy hit me with his car. I turned around, fired my gun, popped his tire. And you, you have this really cool grappling hook. Yeah. And I hooked over onto his car, stole his car, and drove it into a wall and blew it up. I said, there, now you're not going to hit anybody else with their car, with your car, because you don't have one. 
And it was like the super ritzy nice car. So I know he was like the drivers you see out there in their BMWs that think they own the road. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm probably everybody driving a BMW is going, hey, but I'm like, hey, you know, that you feel like you own the road in that BMW. All right. You know it. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. So don't at me. I'll you know, go ahead and <laughs> at me. Send me something on Twitter. Send me an email. I love hearing from you anyway. So there. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I finished that and uh, I was hearing a lot of nice things. This is for free. Now, I don't know if it's for free because on my PlayStation, I pay for the, the full account, which I've been here. I haven't looked it up. I should have probably done that. I'm hearing the uh, the rates are about to go up on me. Yeah. But there was they were talking about this game, Sea of Stars. Mm-hmm. And oh, it's it's a beautiful looking game. It looks very much like an old school, they'll call them like a JRPG for like a Japanese style role playing game where it's like yeah. that turn-based, which yeah. I'm not really big on turn-based combat, but you look at this game and it's, I mean, it was, it was free for me. So I went ahead and downloaded it. I played it a little bit. Wow. It's really cool. It's really, yeah. really kind of neat and really gorgeous to look at and already got my attention. But playing it, I was like, wait a minute, if I'm going to play something new, I, I completely forgot that over on my Switch sitting next to me, I had Legends of Zelda Skyward Sword that when they remade that for the Switch. So wait a minute, I never finished that. I got distracted. So I went back and started playing that again. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and throw it out there. Uh, sea of Stars, especially if, if you love JRPGs or if you love old retro or vintage, like Super Nintendo looking, but only gorgeous yeah. looking. It's a beautiful looking game. And I think y'all would enjoy it. I mean, it's 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 got some lore already, but I haven't gotten too far to know what all's going on with like... Like this different, like there's, it's kind of weird how they, they kind of explain the magic, but like the magic's not supposed to be there, but yet it's a magic that's not magic. I don't know. I don't understand. It, <laughs> I was a little confused by the intro, but oh, well, look, you know, teenagers running around that go to a magic school. Oh, look, I've been watching and reading fairy tales. I'm like, yay, it's a fairy tale of the game. Okay. Sort of. In a little bit of way. It was kind of neat because they had specialties. Like the two, you get to choose between these two characters. One, uh, I think he's throwing fire. And the other one, I think I think she's going to throw ice or something. I don't know. I, um, I haven't gotten to do where they're both in a fight because you got mm-hmm. split up at the beginning of the game. And that's about as far as I've gotten. Mm-hmm. I think I've just gotten back together and we're about to have some story. Uh, but I'm kind of wondering because they're supposed to have known each other for a long time. And I'm like, are you two a little smitten with each other? <laughs> you know, my brain works that way. I, I always yeah. look for stuff like that. I've even done that with fairy tale. I've even, uh, Heather doesn't agree with me on like a uh, gray and Urza seem to be. I know, it's like there's just this little bit of thing, just a little bit, and some of what I they can say. See that. Yeah. So I'm like, I kind of wonder. All right, but don't spoil. You've already been through the whole series, so mostly, yeah. Yeah. So. I still have some movies I gotta watch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah there's movies too. I'm mm-hmm. hoping I can get to the, some movies as well. But I kind of wonder if something's gonna happen. Although I guess Urza really has a uh, uh, Juvia there, kind of running around. So. Oh, I love Juvia. Yeah, she's fun, but boy, she's crazy. Oh, she's crazy. Yeah, she's crazy. But that—that's that sweet side, and it's the same thing. It's like I like about Urza. Urza, she's scary, but she's got this code of honor that when you mm-hmm. first meet her, that she's like, "Nope, this is wrong. We're gonna go change it. I don't care what it costs." Mm-hmm. She but, inspires me. Yeah, she's kind of inspiring. So I like that. It's like all the characters in Fairy Tale are just so lovable. Even oh, yeah. Lucy, who's kind of almost useless, but you <laughs> love her spirit. You know, she's she's fun in that way. It's yeah. like where she's almost useless, but like she doesn't quit. And you you get kind of mad at the one point when the um, Gajil is like beating the pants off of her there oh, in that one bit. So I just like you kind of get mad. It's like, hey, that's, you know, poor Lucy. And, you know, because she's already like defeated and he's just abusing. You're like, not just going to make you pay for that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So hopefully y'all have ever watched some fairy tale. If you haven't watched, you need to like pay attention because it's it's a fun show. And I don't pick a lot of anime that I really get into because some stuff like I, I I can make Heather mad real quick. She's in the <laughs> other room. But uh, those of you who are fans of Inuyasha, Inuyasha was a slave. Ooh. 
Have you watched the new Asha? I think I've seen like one episode. Okay, and that's about as far as I've gotten. I tried to read a little bit of the manga, but anytime mm-hmm. he displeases uh, Kagomi, sit. Bam, he smashes her to the ground. Oh. So if she's displeased with him or does something that she doesn't want him to do, she can punish him. Mm-hmm. That's a slave. But Heather will never admit to that. Though. No, because you don't <laughs> there was enough context. I'm like, okay, that's, no, that's, that's, I don't like that, that she forces him into servitude, basically. Yeah. So, anyways, but yeah, so that's what I've been playing is I played a little bit of that and I, I didn't really get to do some stuff, but I'm going to be playing some things. I, I don't know when I want to start because I'm, I'm collecting free games that, uh, I've been watching some YouTube videos about different, you know, horror games that are, that are free. I'm like, hey, free always makes me want to try it. Oh, yeah. And especially anyone that's like short and I can maybe finish it in an hour or two so I can mm-hmm. just make a quick video. There we go. Uh, and I even found something that uh, it's on the PlayStation. It cost me like three dollars, but I already had some credit because mm-hmm. I, I, uh, I've i been with my GameStop uh, account. I get five dollars every month. Mm-hmm. And if I add five dollars onto that, I can just buy a ten dollar PlayStation card if there's nothing I really want to get. So because yeah. right now I'm trying to pay off my PS5 uh, on the Nebraska Furniture card and then. Eventually, I'll start saving for Final Fantasy Rebirth. I have to get that. Mm-hmm. I've heard a lot about those games. The remake was so beautiful. Oh, my gosh. And I even played the original, but I had never finished the original back in the day. I have played through mm-hmm. it now because they re-released it. But I went ahead. I got the remake was looking so cool. I was like, oh, plus. So, so you're going to get some backstory, too. Most <laughs> of the people already know this. But, like, Aerith is one of my favorite video game characters. Her and Link are my top two. Mm-hmm. So, and when, when I was playing the original and I was reading a gaming magazine... That Aerith was going to die. Oh, I no. stopped playing. I said, no, I can't deal with that. I love that character. And in the remake, she's even better because she's got a voice. She's very well acted. They, mm-hmm. And they were able to give more of their personality. I'm like, oh, she's just awesome. I just love her to death. And if they kill her in the next game, <laughs> I may be coming to find Heather's like, they killed her. I thought they would maybe find a way around it. And I, <laughs> I see a way around it. Because there's a guy who's supposed to be dead that he's alive. And I'm thinking, well, he's going to track and he's going to follow because his old friend Cloud and he's looking for Aerith anyway. I want to see this moment when Sephiroth comes out of the sky to kill her. Suddenly Zack's going to show up and block that 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 blow. And maybe that's even where we can just end the next game. I'd be happy. Mm-hmm. Like, ooh, then tease it for the next one. Yeah, oh. I do that a lot with like movies and stuff when I know a character I like is going to die. I'm just like, can't watch it. Can't I watch can't. it. Can't watch it. That's even how... Uh, I don't want to spoil anything, but there's a certain television series that did have a movie made off of it because they didn't get to finish the story. And I started watching it. It's kind of a space western. Mm-hmm. Has some actors I adore on that show. Mm-hmm. Then I heard on a podcast and they said that, you know, what was going to happen to a lot of the characters in the movie. And I was like, thanks. Now I can't watch it. Oh, man. And I'm not going to say what it was just in case somebody has not watched the show. Mm-hmm. Some, people, some people might know, you know, what show I'm talking about. It's mm-hmm. an old show. And they didn't get to finish it, but they got to make a movie to kind of resolve stuff. Although I've heard that the, there's a comic that they started doing to try to continue some of the stories with them. But I think it's supposed to be stuff that happens before the TV show or something. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'll read that. But yeah, because that had some at least two or no, three, three actors. No, four. Four just phenomenal actors that are always fun to watch. Yeah. That I was like, man, this is really good. And one of those actors I've gotten to see at Planet Comic Con. And I actually shared the audio on the show. I'll oh, just, really? I'll leave it that. I don't want to spoil. But mm. now people are vague booking and like, what in the world is he talking about? And some people hopefully know what I'm talking about. I don't know. You might have clicked and they're like, I think I know what he means. No. no not a no. Well, good, because I didn't want to spoil what, you know, that some stuff happens. <laughs> Even though I didn't say what that was. 
Well, okay, but anyways, that's enough host chatter. So the reason, though, I'm not, I'm spilling some time with some host chatter here. I wanted y'all to kind of get familiar with Emma. Mm-hmm. She's got to get reacquainted with me because, my goodness, last time I saw you, you were still, still a little, little girl. Oh, yeah. And your brother and sister were babies. I think one of them was, like, fresh out of the oven. I think that was Lily, yeah. Yeah, I think Lily, yeah, was because, yeah, your brother was just a little bit older. Mm-hmm. And I think your mom was kind of surprised, like, oh, my gosh, we're pregnant again already. Mm-hmm. So, and I think she was pregnant with Lily about the same time another lady was, uh, they had, like, oh, I can't remember what their names were, but they had just adopted this little girl and then uh-huh. found out that she was pregnant. And it was about the same time I think your mom was pregnant with Lily. Mm. It was kind of fun. It's like, oh, they're getting to be pregnant and have babies together. How cute, you know? <laughs> Plus, they had, the adopted kid was just about the same age. I'm like, man, they got to be busy, 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 busy people. Because they, oh, yeah. they didn't think she was going to be able to have any children. So they started adopting and mm. they adopted this cute little girl. Uh, and then, surprise, you're going to have one of your own. So you get to have <laughs> sisters already. And they're both about the same age. So, anyway, so sweet. Yeah, it was very, very super sweet. Uh, so we're not going to have a trailer park today. And you're going to get to know Emma a little bit further. But first, I do have just a little bit of news. So she gets to hear this sounder for the first time. Unless she's listened to the show. I don't know. Spanning the Disney and Geek Universe to bring you the best in comics, toys, movies, and entertainment. This is news from around Neverland. Okay, for any of you people who were Disney fans that stuck around with me. <laughs> like, you must, if you're still with me, you're a Disney fan, you must be the same mindset I am, that you still love Mickey, but what they're doing is breaks your heart every time they do yeah. something. Uh, but they released some new information. They've had a D23, Destination D23, and they've been live streaming some stuff. And some stories came out, and I thought it would be just interesting to kind of bring up some things. What caught my attention, because I didn't realize the event was going on. I know they did it every year, uh, but I don't pay as much attention. So now when something happens, I it's social media. Uh, I don't know if this particular page that I uh, looked at, but uh, they're expanding some some areas. This uh, Right now I'm looking at WDW, or WDWNT, also known as WDW News Today. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got... Uh, the Magic Kingdom expansion is supposed to be the largest ever for the park, and it looks like some changes might be coming to be, uh, Big Thunder Mountain. They're going to call it Beyond Big Thunder Mountain. Uh, it says here, first announced last year at D23 Expo 2022, many new ideas were being considered for Beyond Big Thunder Mountain project, including lands themed to Coco, Encanto, and an entire area dedicated to Disney villains. While still possible, it is plausible that Encanto is no longer on the table, with the concept now being proposed for Dino Land USA at Disney's Animal Kingdom which Encanto would not make any sense at all in Animal Kingdom. So I'm glad. Mm-hmm. It sounds like they scrapped that. Plus, that movie wasn't very good. There, I said it. I didn't <laughs> like it. Coco, I loved. Uh, I watched, I think I've watched it like a few times. Yeah, I've, I've watched it twice. Cause I, I don't know if I can pull it up too much because Heather, when she finally got a chance to watch it here, she got, uh, I think, too emotionally involved at the <laughs> end and thought it was going to end badly. And I had, I had to tell her, you know, this is Pixar, right? It's going to have a happy ending. It's coming. Because <laughs> she, she, she was afraid Grandma Coco was going to die right there and everybody was oh, going to yeah. forget. And like, oh, my goodness. But that's, you know, that's story. But I was sitting there going, it's going to my heart. It's just going to be OK. Somehow that's going to be OK. So and we might actually do, I do a feature thing. I don't think I'm going to get her to do it. But for those who listened to Mary Howell when she came on for Blue Beetle, because uh, I wanted to get a Latina's perspective on Coco. And I said, mm-hmm. well, we should do like a rewatch and we'll talk about it. She's like, no, I don't want to have to cry again. <laughs> I was like, OK. So we'll see if I talk her into it and have her fun. Because she was a lot of fun to have on. But a land themed around Coco might be a good idea. But um, 
I would actually be more interested in a, a, a area themed to Disney villains. That would be really interesting. Heck yeah. Uh, I might always come up with a $6,000 to get myself there. Then I got to figure out how to get Heather there. Okay. Yeah, especially with all the villain movies they're making now just for the villain itself and like yeah. the background. Even if they're not good. <laughs> but like the classic villains. I'm still a vintage Disney fan and I love those classic villains. And even mm-hmm. some of the newer ones. Ooh. So that would be the thing. Like who would be your favorite Disney villain and from, from an animated feature? Mm. Mm. I've been wanting a Tangled movie for so long, so Mother Gotham. Oh, live action. Oh, yeah. She was she was interesting because she was that manipulative, horrible type where she mm-hmm. would say, "Oh, look at look at the stunning, beautiful woman." Oh, and look, and there's you two, stuff mm-hmm. like that. It's like, oh, you're awful. Which yeah. uh, I don't know if you've ever played the Disney Dreamlight Valley. No. She's in there and she's just as mean to me <laughs> in that one, and I'm and I have to help her to do some missions and I, I did enjoy playing through that I finished the story but I'm like okay I, I guess you're meant to be able to just keep playing with it like a Stardew Valley or even um, Animal Crossing which Heather's still addicted to but I'm like okay I'm done with the story moving on but yeah Mother so, Gothel is definitely one of my favorites yeah oh she because she was just one of those because she would just say that stuff and be so nice Whoa. but mm-hmm. wow I don't know if I'd have an absolute favorite villain wow See, I have a hard time picking out one favorite. It's very hard to pick. Yeah, They're all really good. There's stuff I enjoy out of each one of them. Uh, mm-hmm. Like the, the ones you love to hate is definitely got like Corella DeVille you love to hate her because oh, I she love wants to skin. Oh, I love the live action. I, I don't want to see it. After I saw Maleficent and was angry when I walked out of the theater. <laughs> I'm sorry. You don't take a good villain and try to make him a hero to me. That doesn't work to me. Because mm-hmm. even when they made a live action movie of the Joker... He was scary because you saw him slowly going into madness. And you, but you understand him, but you're also like, oh, my gosh, what's he going to do? Yeah. I prefer that. I want to see the journey into madness where I'm like, ooh, you're scary. I can see that villain in there. And mm-hmm. uh, I like the I like the Maleficent of the animated. She's got like a style and a grace. And mm-hmm. when she pounds her staff and it just rings out in the hall. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. That that is that is probably one of my top Disney villains. She's just so great. Mm. So, yeah. But, you know. I'm kind of more of a like modern because still my favorite movie's got to be Beauty and the Beast. Oh, I love Beauty I love and the Beast. One. And Gaston, you have to love Gaston because he's he's <laughs> like that likable, nasty jerk. Mm-hmm. So, but he's like we all know that type of guy. Yeah, <laughs> so I will like, say I prefer the live action now, only because Emma Watson is in it. I love Emma Watson. <laughs> I prefer her as an actress, and not necessarily everything she stands for necessarily. Mm-hmm. There's some stuff she says. I'm like, you know what? Just go act because you're very you're actually pretty good at acting, and I mm-hmm. like your characters beautiful so actress i i, I kind of go with that with a lot of people in hollywood i want to enjoy their work because if i get into some of the stuff that i you know the rest of their lives some of them do really like ezra miller for example i think he is a great great actor but him as a person i haven't heard a lot about him there's too much bad stuff out there mm. and it's sort of like when i was you know doing some dedication for for paul rubens i was like okay we know there's some bad stuff that happened Mm-hmm. But let's focus on how much we've enjoyed Paul Rubens' character, like Pee Wee Herman, or even in mm-hmm. Mystery Men. And even Bill Cosby, yeah, he boy, he did some bad. But I still at least have memories. Even when I was a kid, and I still have mm-hmm. some albums, he still was very funny. Just, oh boy, there's stuff I really wish he didn't do. I was yeah. hoping, it's like, I'm, I'm hoping that it turns out that you didn't do anything. But no, you got found guilty. There was mm-hmm. enough evidence on you. So, mm-hmm. But, you know, I will say, okay, good, you served your time. I appreciate that because that's yeah. that's where our system's supposed to work. We're supposed to all right. You do your time. Although I, he got a light sentence, but still. Mm. Anyway, I don't, I don't want to bring <laughs> the show down. But see, I try to focus on the work and not try to focus on what they do because 
what they do in Hollywood and some of these people do really just, yeah. Yeah. Like, I'd rather remember Whoopi Goldberg when she's made me laugh throughout the years rather than the hurling harpy that she's on The View. So, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, don't want to bring the show down, so I'm going to move on. But the, uh, <laughs> the thing that got my attention of stuff going on there, uh, yeah, being an opinionated guy, it helps for doing a show, by the way. So, because mm-hmm. you find people that agree with you, but I try not to bring the negativity of the show. So yeah. I'm, I'm, it's teaching moments, people. It's teaching moments. <laughs> I feel like the, the more you know. Okay. Oh, yeah. But uh, I saw this on Facebook, and this is what got my attention. This was going on. Well, they just announced this was uh, on the Facebook page for Disney Parks. It says the Country Bear Jamboree at Walt Disney World is getting new songs and a new act, reinterpreting favorite Disney songs in different genres of country music. This new experience will still have the fun and friendly tone fans enjoy with the same famous characters like the lovable Trixie, Big Al, and others. Now, of course, what this means, I bet you have some of those original voices that maybe won't be around to do it. Now, Pete Renaday might still be around. He's he's a very much an older guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those who don't know, Peter Renaday was Henry of the Country Bears. Uh, he's also the original Master Splinter. Uh, he's done a lot of different voices, even Adventures in Odyssey that I mm-hmm. was talking before. Peter Renaday, he's just a great, uh, great, great actor, but he didn't mean to be an actor. He just kind of fell into it. It happens. Yeah. He was actually working at Disney doing something else. And I think they, uh, um, I remember somebody actually got a chance to talk to him. One of the early things he did is uh, in the 60s, they were trying to do a preview. I'd see, I don't know how much stuff you know, so I get to tell you some fun stuff. But Yeah, I'm finding a whole bunch of new stuff. Today. But there was a, a Haunted Mansion album that was put out before the ride was open. Mm-hmm. They wanted to build the mythos of the Haunted Mansion. So they had this really great kind of story record. A long playing one with Ron Howard and uh, I forgot the actress's name. And there are their two teenagers out on a date that start storming on them. And they go to mm. th- seek shelter on the porch of this haunted mansion. But mm. uh, Peter Renaday was the original voice of the ghost host, which on the ride now you get Paul Freese, who's also a fantastic actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, he's if you look his name, I believe he's been everything. If you ever watched a Rankin Bass special, you heard Paul Freese as some character, probably two or three characters in the same special. Mm. He, he's he's that good. I mean, oh. but like, uh, well, for example, uh, the, the Here Comes Santa Claus, well, that has Mickey Rooney as Santa Claus. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's actually both Burgermeister, Meister Burger, and he's also, uh, I don't know, remember if they say his name, but his little henchman with the wheel verse. Yeah, it's uh, that both of those are Paul Freese. It's a very interesting name. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, he's cold, man. He's cold. Okay. Mm. I know. All right. These, hey, these are the jokes. They're free, so you get what you pay for. <laughs> All right, but yeah, so Paul Freese is the current ghost host on the ride, but Peter Renaday did it for the album. So, and mm-hmm. I, I don't know if he can come in and re-record Henry's stuff. He's kind of old. I haven't heard him do anything in a while, and I'd, I'd love for him to come back. Now, but my question would be is like, okay, well, that's kind of cool. You're doing Disney favorites, but I've seen a lot of comments, not necessarily on the on the Disney pages where you have the cult of Disney in there that is just like, oh, how wonderful. And so, of course, they're going to go. But the, the the more realists that are posting it in a fan group that mm-hmm. I was looking at were saying. I can hear those Disney songs everywhere else in the park. Why do I need one more attraction that's going to sing those? Mm-hmm. That's a good point. I'm thinking, well, you know, you could mix it up because, uh, and I see they're doing this only at Walt Disney World, which makes sense because Disneyland, they want the same experience all over year round. Yeah. Walt Disney World is more of the the tourist attraction one where they want you to be able to come and see something maybe different. Although some things they want were the right same thing year round. Like the Haunted Mansion doesn't get the the Neverland or Neverland Christmas, Nightmare <laughs> Before Christmas, Neverland Christmas might be something we do this year. I don't know, but the mm. Nightmare Before Christmas overlay doesn't happen at Walt Disney World only at Disneyland, which that is up now, and you can watch videos on YouTube by the way if you want to watch because I did watch because I wanted to see the new Gingerbread House and they brought back <laughs> a, a melting wax character that was part of Rolly Crump's ideas. 
So Emma's just like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just going to nod. So, <laughs> yes. See, the, all the Disney knowledge is still in there. It still comes out. But so Walt Disney World is where they've mixed up the Country Bear Jamboree. And they'll, sometimes they'll do the, a vacation show, which I don't know if they still run that. But for a while, they, they, they changed up the show, did something different. But eventually, I think they did go back. But I think they might alternate. I don't know, depending on the season. But they also will do like a, a Christmas show as well. Uh-huh. So they like to try to mix it up over there with the Country Bear Jamboree. So I can see them maybe... This will be a show, and then maybe at certain times, maybe maybe you could alternate like through the same day. Here's this typical show that you want, although people may be getting bored. It's the same songs, and if you go multiple times, like yeah, I know what happens to that. You know, but <laughs> the rides are the same ride regardless. But a show when it's the exact same show, I can understand. Maybe you feel like you want to change it up. So uh-huh. I think they could find maybe some different fun songs, not necessarily grab some Disney hits. You know, kind of like the Muppet Show. They would go digging around. I loved the Muppet Show. The Muppet Show was great, and they. But and I even found out not because frequently they would find just fun, quirky old songs, mm-hmm. or even some new ones that were quirky, and thought these are fun. We should perform it mm-hmm. uh, occasionally because there was one cute little poem we were watching. Uh, who was the guest, Heather? I don't know. Uh, she don't know either. We were watching one, and it turned out it was this great fun poem, and it was actually written by Jerry Jewell, who was like the main writer on the Muppet Show. Oh, uh, so I was like, oh wow, and this is a really clever, cute, fun poem. I was like, wow. So I, I did notice, like, occasionally he wrote some songs that they did on the Muppet Show too that were just mm-hmm. fun. And to me, always a lot of the voice of the songs of the Muppet Show come from um, Golly, I lost his name too. Uh, he he's gets a cameo in uh, in the Muppet, the Muppet movie. He's there playing the piano. He was an old mm-hmm. old rock star from back in the sixties. Mu- Paul Williams. Thank you, Heather. Yeah, Paul mm. Williams. To me, he's like the singing voice of the Muppets, mainly because he wrote a lot of the songs for, for the movies back in the day. And mm-hmm. he's super talented. But I now I've got to consider, hey, Jerry Jewell actually wrote some of those quirky songs you'd hear. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking, you know, the Country Bear Jamboree has had all these funny kind of quirky old country songs that they'd find somewhere that they were actually legit songs. Mm-hmm. and Or they, they would bear up some songs or they would write a few things. I think that if they have some creative talent, they should be able to write some new, fun, quirky songs, some new original I would love songs. To see that. that would be cool. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure somebody around there still got to have some imagination. Golly, I hope so. It's Disney. You better have some imagination. <laughs> That's what Disney's for. Yeah, even though they haven't been proving it lately, I'm sure it's still there. <laughs> so yeah, but I, you know, use some imagination. Come up with some more fun, comical songs. I think they can do it. Speaking of Muppets, my sister recently has been calling me Kermie as a nickname. Okay. I don't know where it came from, but she started calling me Kermie, and I think it's really funny. Sinister grin now on my face. <laughs> so it's time for Emma to now learn. Okay. You know what the defining factor of the Lost Boys are? No. Nicknames. They all have nicknames. Oh, they do. Yes. But now, it says in the books, though, women don't become Lost Boys. Girls are too clever. They don't get lost. Mm-hmm. But we have lots of pixies, and we love our pixies, and we let pixies have nicknames, too. And guess what there, Kermie? Mm. You just selected your official pixie nickname. Oh, man. So now we will refer to you either as Emma or Pixie Kermie. Pixie Kermie. Yeah. Do you do a, do you do a pretty good Kermit the Frog? No, I wish. Yeah. How did you get nicknamed Kermie? I have no idea. <laughs> no idea. She just started calling me one day, and she's like, I'm going to call you that. And I was like, okay. Okay. Whatever. I'm Kermie. I guess I'm Kermie now. Now you are officially allowed to go, yay! <laughs> yeah, she referred to me as that today when we were at the store and my mom was like talking to me and my, she turns around and she goes, no, her name's Kermie. And I was like, 
Oh, my name is not Kermie, but okay. <laughs> she's cute. She's a she's yeah. a bundle of joy. Well, see, it's good. You enjoy your younger sisters and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's the fun. Having older, having an older brother is difficult, but. <laughs> well, see, I was the youngest, so I mean, yeah, having an older brother, I will say, was yes, difficult. But I'll, yeah, I'll I'm the middle child, so. Yeah, I'm 46 years old, and I'm talking about Muppets and toys and Disney. So I mean. I don't know. <laughs> You're never too old. Never too old. Uh, Walt Disney used to say that an adult is just a tall child. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. We can still learn to it. And that is how you keep young at heart is you still enjoy stuff. You enjoy it as a kid. Now, the one thing I miss about, you know, I, I, I don't want Heather to feel bad. I don't mind that we don't <laughs> have any children. It would have been fun, though, to have some kids to share some of these things with. Oh, and yeah, if you're a parent, sure. when we talk about these old stuff, I, I beseech you, share them with your kids. Your kids will probably love some of the stuff you loved as a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, like Philip has his nephew, Freddie, who just loves old movies and like mm-hmm. Back to the Future and stuff like that. Because Ooh, Philip, I need to watch that. You've never seen Back to the Future, huh? Um, I think I watched as a kid, but it's like one of those things where the memories kind of just seeps through. Oh, see? Hmm. See, that would actually be kind of a fun little episode as mm-hmm. you get a chance to watch some old stuff. Yeah, because there my might mom be some old used stuff. to watch it all the time. See, there's a lot of old stuff. It'd be fun to have you watch and then come back and tell us what you thought of it. <laughs> yeah, See? I should start doing that. We can get the young person's opinion. What, what's the modern teenager think about some of this stuff? <laughs> yeah, that's really See? smart. Uh, speaking of fun stuff. Uh, see, I wish I could show you that. Well, I could try to show you the picture. But you're not going to be able to see this very well when I try to do that. Um, so, <laughs> that bends back really far. Yeah, that's unfortunately it doesn't like do the flip and turn like another laptop. But so Gary Goddard, who's been a guest on the show before, he was the director of the Masters of the Universe movie from 1987. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen that or not. Nope. Okay, Haven't that heard might of be it something fun. Although Heather Heather got, can't stand it, <laughs> and they made some mistakes. Maybe there, maybe some people who wrote the, the the script probably should have maybe not sent them to Earth. But I think they wanted to ground it. Plus, it gave you a chance to have Courtney Cox and I forgot the guy's name who eventually ended up on a Star Trek series. Courtney and, Cox is in from Scream. From Friends, Scream, and, and yeah. Oh, yeah. I grew up on Friends. <laughs> okay, I was about to say, you, going straight to Scream, I'm like, mm-hmm, that's telling. We know something about you now. From <laughs> Scream, yes. Uh, you, are you more, have you watched, like, the old Scream movies, or are you mainly the newer ones? Or? Um, I've watched a few. I have to find the rest, but okay. I want to watch the first one. Yeah. See, I only ever watched the first one because it was making fun of the, that type of movie. Mm-hmm. But then now they've become what they made fun of by, by, by continuing to make sequels. I'm like... Yeah, now you're just making scary movies because the first one is actually kind of funny mm-hmm. because they kind of make fun of uh, the stuff, which because I'm not into slasher movies. If I watch a horror movie, I like like suspense mm-hmm. and I love old stuff. I'm actually pretty excited, although it's not really a horror movie. It's a mystery, but it's kind of scary. This uh, uh, a murder in Venice or no, a haunting in Venice is coming up. That's an Agatha Christie mm-hmm. coming this weekend. I'm pretty excited about that. Ooh. Plus, I love um, the actor. Oh, wow. <laughs> you want blank again? It happens. <laughs> the older I get, the more I blank out. Um, but, you know, he was in uh, uh, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. You know, he was... Um, I love Harry Potter. Uh, uh, Gilderoy Lockhart. It was that Ooh. actor. Oh, him. Yes. I didn't like that character. Well, you're not really supposed to, but he was so good at it. But He, he, he was funny. He's, he's, a, he's a great actor, great director. Um, mm-hmm. I've seen him play Henry V in an old movie, Henry V. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. But he is playing Hercule Poirot, one of Agatha Christie's detectives in this mm. in this new movie. So I saw him and I'm like, ooh. Plus he's got, <laughs> um, oh, wow. What's her name? She was. In, I, I love her. Of course, first thing I saw her, she was a Bond girl in, I think, Tomorrow Never Dies. She was like this Chinese agent. She mm-hmm. was pretty awesome. And then she was in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Um, and she's most recently been in the, she was the star and got, I think finally got an Oscar for um, 
I haven't seen it either. Um, Everything All at Once movie. She was the lead in oh, that. Oh, yeah. She's in this movie, too. So I'm like, oh, there's at least two people I really enjoy. She's a really good actress. She's so cool. So Very I'm like, good. Oh. So they're both in this. So, but I like mm-hmm. I like suspenseful, scary, and not blood mm-hmm. guts, gore, scary. I go back and forth. I'm okay with horror sometimes. Yeah. Depends on my mood. And uh, what's weird about me is I, I will not go to a horror movie typically or anything, but yet I'll sit there and play Resident Evil and it's blood and stuff. But it I does, just got one of those games. I do love those. I saw them weird, but I think what's the difference is I'm in control and I'm fighting the evil. And mm. uh, if you watch some other stuff, you can't do anything. I like games like that. Resident Evil, yeah. The Last of Us, things like that. I love those and games. Where I can do something about it. I can fight mm-hmm. back. I don't have to be the victim. I'm fighting the <laughs> horrible nastiness. Yeah. The thing that's about Last of Us though, is it's so depressing because you see humans going so bad. It's like, I don't want to see the humans turn on each yeah. other. So it's like, that's depressing to me. I love the story behind it. I think it's Especially very that, interesting. Especially that first one. I didn't play the second one because I found out what was going to happen. I was like, I can't do that. I played both. I finished both games. Yeah. I, I just, I didn't want to watch what was going to happen and then have to play as the person that did it. Oh, it sucked. It sucked having to watch that happen and then yeah. play but It's it's another era thing. I really, you know, it was interesting because he's such a flawed character. Joel is just really, because you find out in that first game, he's he's kind of done some unsavory things, but you feel like he's mm-hmm. having a bit of a redemption arc. Mm-hmm. But then by the end, you find out that still he's kind of selfish. But mm-hmm. yet you understand him, why he makes the decision he does, because you played through the beginning and you cried at the beginning of that game. Oh, yeah. Because of what happened. You totally get it. So, you know, that's one of the reasons I did not watch that series. Because I'm like, I've been through this. I will play the game again if I want to. I don't want to have to, you know, watch a series on it. But, yeah. I can talk about The Last of Us for hours. Oh, yeah. It was good. Good game. But anyways, what I was saying with Gary Goddard. (laughs) We we had to come back to it. He released this thing on this this post on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Uh, He said, William Stout's costume design for She-Ra. She was going to be in that Masters of the Universe movie. And maybe if it had done a little better, maybe she could have gotten her own. Maybe we could have seen Hordak. Because at the end of the movie, if you watch to the end of the credits, Skeletor pops out of the water where he's fallen and says, I'll be back. Mm-hmm. So there was thought that, hey, this should be franchisable. After all, it was a popular toy line. It's a popular toy line again. Now, I don't think it's as popular with like the kids as it was with the adult collectors, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's okay. And it was a uh, television series was popular. Uh, Kevin Smith series. Uh, I, I think some of the older fans, some of them have been hesitant. I've loved it. Uh, but it's something where, uh, well, it's a little bit more, maybe a little bit more adult than maybe what you have kids watch. But there's a new version of He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. That's I was just about that, to say that they're that connected, right? Uh, well, She-Ra she- and He-Man. He-Man? Yeah. yeah. She-Ra is his sister. Although in the new She-Ra series, they took that away. They're separating her completely from He-Man as best they can. Which I think mm-hmm. is unfortunate because it was such That's a. Unfortunate. It made her story that much more interesting and tragic when you mm-hmm. find out she was stolen from her parents and taken away to another planet by the Horde. Oh, and that's you, terrible. You had this great uh, theatrical animated movie, which I didn't get to see in theaters, but they made a mm-hmm. miniseries where Adam is told, You have a sister and you need to take this sword to her. Mm-hmm. She was chosen to be a champion as well, and she has no idea who she really is. Oh, and so you have this great thing where she, when she finds out who she really is and she learns all that was stolen from her 
And now she's become the champion of Etheria when she becomes She Ra. She's the most powerful woman in the universe. And like, that is a really good storyline. It's a great story. And they sacrifice it. So I did not watch the new one because they wanted to go a different route. But mm-hmm. that, and I was like, you've lost the heart of what she, what she Ra fights for. And yeah. all her stuff was stolen. Yet she chooses in the original series to stay on Etheria because like, she's going to fight for these people. Plus, she's fighting against the people that took her away from her family. But they give mm-hmm. an opportunity where she gets to visit and meet her, get to see her parents again. And it's like, because they thought she was long dead they had no idea what had happened to mm-hmm. her and they never told adam yeah you had a twin sister um because it was she they were both babies yeah so they, they just never realized and the sorceress was the one's like by the way i have a, a job for you uh the what honestly because he's got the sword of power she i think she's got no not sword of truth that's a book series but her 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 sword is a specific it's been a really long sword. time since i watched he-Man or She-Ra. Yeah, and the old, her sword was cool back in the day because mm-hmm. she could turn it into a rope or a shield and like, oh, that's cool. He-Man can't do that, but that's okay. Yeah, it was just one of those shows that would pop on and I'd be like, oh, interesting. Yeah, but she could have almost been in the movie. And uh, what's neat is uh, if you follow him on Facebook, he put some pages of the script of what was cut the unfortunate thing is you were, mm. it seemed in the Masters Universe movie, they didn't want to play necessarily in the superhero aspect where he's got this ridiculous amount of power. Mm-hmm. And they made him more, I think, might, what might have been some of the intentions of the original toy line. Because he was kind of like when they couldn't get the rights to Conan and they thought, wait a minute, that's an R-rated movie. We can't sell toys with that. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, like, let's come up with our own guy. So, like, He-Man was Conan. But not Conan. So he's more of a barbarian. Mm-hmm. Although in like the original mini comics that would come with the figures, uh, he is given power, and he, that harness that he wears was supposed to enhance his strength. Mm-hmm. But like in the movie, he feels more like he's just average, just strong, but not, you know, I can lift a mountain like he did in the cartoon, strong. So mm-hmm. Shira is a bit more at that level. But you see her actually get taken prisoner, fighting, trying to defend Grayskull apparently at the beginning, and she has one line: "Guard units, they are in the palace. Evacuate and fall back to defense perimeter seven. So she's there fighting with some troopers defending mm-hmm. Grayskull. I'm like, that would have been so cool. Yeah. But they cut it. and that, That's she, a only, shame. she only was going to have that one line and then get captured. Oh. It's like, but they could have been That's a big such a build defeat. Because if they'd have gotten maybe a second movie, that could have given them an the opportunity to bring in Hordak and let She-Ra pop in there and be awesome. Because uh, actually, She-Ra's cartoon back in the 80s ran a little longer than He-Man's did. She, she caught on to be just as popular that what was neat is, like, they made the toy line. They thought, well, girls mm-hmm. seem to kind of maybe like He-Man. Let's make something for the girls to buy. Mm-hmm. And they kind of kind of did her more of a fashion doll. She had, like, real hair and a really weird bad headdress. Uh, mm. But they made all, all the characters, were you know, were all women. And they had hair that you could comb and stuff like that. And there was just a little bit of story. And her, her mini comics, they didn't really have it developed. When they wanted to make an animated series, they thought, well, you know, that Hordak character we introduced that to Ari. Why don't we let her fight him? Yeah. You know, so they brought Hordak into the original series and you know, able to build Hordak up. But she got just enough popularity from that cartoon, you know, because boys, we really liked it, too. Although I was always kind of like, can we have a He-Man episode? Because uh, He-Man would <laughs> easily pop up. And mm-hmm. they were so much fun when they teamed together because you knew Hordak was really going to get mad. It's like, great. she was bad enough. Now I got He-Man and She-Ra. <laughs> His day is ruined, you know, mm-hmm. and occasionally. A sibling duo. Yeah. Well, the two of them together would be like, ha ha, we're going to make complete fools out of Hordak. It's <laughs> the two of us. And then he'd be like, before I go, I need a hug from my sister. You know, it was that kind of thing. Yeah, they were really sweet siblings. They were like that had that great, you know, chemistry of like, yeah, because they had that yeah. twin magic, you know. Mm-hmm. So getting a chance to know that she was going to be in that movie. Is like, oh. I because I love she too. I've got a couple of she toys um, when they did the 
They like they've made a series of figures from Super Seven where they made her look like the cartoon. Mm-hmm. I had to buy that one. Yeah, because uh, the original Shira series is still ridiculous looking. Uh, and then I've also got uh, they've the Masterverse version where they made a Shira mm-hmm. that's it's kind of like what you look like in anime series, but a little bit enhanced, and it's a really cool looking figure. Oh, that's uh, interesting. So I had to get that one too because you know mm. we love Shira too. So, I love Shira. Shira was cool. All right, now, but that's all, I, that's all I really had for news. I haven't really dug up some stuff. You know, I didn't do my research this week. I'm sorry, <laughs> folks. But uh, I do have, wow, we've already gone 47 minutes because I've been just battling away. That's what I do. But uh, I, I've got to make sure I hit the right button. Intro, news. Let's see. This is, what is that one? That's the trailer park. We don't have anything for the trailer park, but I do have. Yeah. Oh, Want to see a movie? Yeah. Any good? It was bad? I'm fuzzy on the whole good, bad thing. My eyeballs could have been sucked from their sockets. I like it a lot. The best movie ever made. A fandom oh, nexus, nexus movie review. I'm kind of wondering how much recognition of some of those clips you had. Maybe one or two. Maybe one or two. Maybe. You probably know more. Well, maybe you don't. If there's some clips in there that you didn't recognize, then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have you watch stuff because you'll probably like it. Oh yeah, so, you're definitely gonna have to get although, me to do research. Although one of them, I think, was from Dumber and Dumber, and I, you know, I didn't. I maybe I need to watch it again. But I, like the guy who directs and writes those, he does like gross out humor and stuff. I didn't really care for Dumb and Dumber so I much. I love humor movies. Yeah, like humor, but not gross. Mm. You know, vomiting is not funny. Okay, no, <laughs> it's not funny. It hurts. Yes. So, uh, and then there's also a clip from a movie I didn't like because I don't like Will Ferrell there. I said it. Uh, there's a clip from Talladega Nights that I just thought, because I was looking for stuff that was from movies and you notice how I sequence it together to make it almost like it fits together, like a conversation. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. So, but what I, my movie review, this isn't even a new movie. This is uh, tied into what we're going to talk about here. Uh, did you watch the live action Alita Battle Angel? No, but I heard a lot about it when it came out. Yeah, I remember it coming out, and I, I don't think it did as well as they maybe had hoped in theaters. Mm-hmm. And I think what what weirded people out is, for some reason, they decided that Alita needed to have anime manga eyes. Oh, yeah, I saw a lot of stuff about that. And it's like, it looks so weird. It's like, you know, I'm sure your actress would be just fine with her normal eyes. We didn't mm-hmm. need to do the weird stuff. Because if, <laughs> if you're going to do that to her, and you don't do it to anybody else, it makes her look weird. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, but I, uh, well, I was at the library a few weeks ago. I mm-hmm. found, I think I was looking probably for fa- the fairy tale books, or I think I was just looking over there. I don't know. I don't, I don't think I grabbed any fairy tale books because they didn't have like the first ones and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I saw one, it's like a hardcover of an Alita Battle Angel book. And I thought, okay, well, I'm curious what this was about anyway. So mm-hmm. I went and started to read it. Now, I, uh, the story was kind of like, well, this is kind of interesting. But I, I, I couldn't get into the artwork because it was a lot of, motion lines all over the place so much to where because yeah. it, because it's nothing but line drawings I couldn't tell what was happening when an action stuff was happening yeah and I'm used to like an American comics sometimes well I, I don't think they do it as much anymore but like especially in the 90s or in the 80s Spider-Man would be thinking about what's going on and he's making a plan while he's like so you got an idea what's happening in the action <laughs> so your dad's already coming back it's like have we been there going that long yeah wow um, so uh, I, I couldn't understand what was happening, so I was like, you know, I don't really want to read this. And I got some of the fairy tale books, and like, I really have enjoyed the anime of fairy tale. And when I find mm-hmm. one of them, I like, I'm like, I want to go read the manga and see what's different, which is something we're going to mention later. Uh, so I was like, I want to read some of these just to see. And but I, I thought, well, maybe if I watch the movie of Alita Battle Angel, let me see if I can find it somewhere. And yes, it's on Hulu, and uh, so you can watch this. Oh, I probably should. Yeah, and it's not bad. Uh, I actually think. Some of the story, probably because they have less time to get more story in. Mm-hmm. 
I felt like the story was developed just a little bit more than what uh, the manga had given me, and I got more in touch with the character, and I liked the character better as presented in the movie, and I understood mm-hmm. more of her story, and so I, it was really good. Uh, plus, the the uh, the manga is super super violent and gory. When something does happen, there's been head splatters, and so the because it's a PG thirteen, you know, there, there's some implied violence. But you don't necessarily see, you know, as bad as it did in the manga. Yeah, no, uh, I saw the trailers for when it was coming out, and I was like, hmm, hmm. Yeah, and good, I mean, it's it's kind of got that style, because one of the things that when they adapt to a live-action movie, they want to get that slightly over-the-top anime style, mm-hmm. but they want to ground it a little bit more for American palette. And plus, with live-action people, if you get too ridiculous, it's it doesn't flow well. But mm-hmm. it has that that big action feel. Yeah. When, when stuff happens, so it was a lot of fun, uh, and it really has some good character growth. The only complaint I have is it didn't, you know, the when we get to like what I call the final boss fight because I'm a gamer, <laughs> uh, the big bad went down real quick, and then she pointed who her real enemy is because she's learned who the real problem is, and basically at the end she's like, "You're next." End of movie. Interesting. Yeah, uh, but I have heard a sequel is in the works. Really? Yes. Which is why I was like, okay, so apparently it's done well enough, and they have hopes with it, and apparently the manga was pretty popular. So mm-hmm. we have a chance of this I don't becoming read a, a lot thing. of manga. I just watch the animes. Yeah. You might like some of the manga. You have to read the books backward. But oh, yeah, I know that. I know that. Because the main thing, though, is in Japan, the manga and the anime, they are not going to divert. Or unless they happen to, the anime gets ahead of the, the manga, because manga doesn't necessarily come out as frequent as it should. Because you usually yeah. have one person who will do that entire story. But if they get ahead, they'll come up with their own stories. That's why you have two Full Metal Alchemist uh, series. Because you have one that they kind of diversion did their own story entirely. And then when the manga finished the, its main run, they said, well, let's go back and we'll do a Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. And we'll go back and we'll tell the story as the manga did it. Because it was completely different. Mm-hmm. But most of the time, it's the same thing. And I've, I've tried to find stuff in the manga. I was like, oh, hey, Heather, did they do this in the animation? She's like, yes. I was like, oh, I guess I didn't remember that. Okay. <laughs> so I've been trying to find stuff that was different. There, I think that we found one little thing uh, that maybe had a little difference. And what was fun, though, is some of the characters that they, they're off to the side, they give a little backstory on some of that in some of the manga. So it's worth reading. You get a little bit of extra character stuff that you mm-hmm. don't get to see maybe in the, in the main stories or on the anime. But for mm-hmm. the most part in Japan, they'll keep it straightforward. But now, as I'm, I'm going to talk about One Piece. Now, have you watched the, the live-action One Piece? Um, no, but I'm getting there. Oh, I've been super busy with school stuff. And you've watched the anime, though, of that, I think. Um, me mention? and my brother were actually talking about it the other, the other day, and I was like, I'd love to, but there's so many episodes. you got to start somewhere, I guess. Yeah. I might start watching. I watched one episode of it. I know Heather really liked it. It but, looks really good. So, interesting thing is, and I've watched, uh, and I probably should have rewatched. I've noticed now there's a trilogy of Full Metal Alchemist movies that Japan made. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's really hard to put that entire story into like one movie, and uh, you have to watch it. Uh, I think the first one I thought was subtitled, but they've dubbed like the these other two. Maybe they dubbed mm-hmm. the first one. I just don't remember. I feel like I need to watch it again. But I've noticed there's two other movies, so I'm going to watch those. But they really had to adapt a lot to try to fit it. Mm-hmm. So, but you know, when they adapt to an anime, they they stick it straight forward, but I don't know if it's like when going for American audiences, although I guess Japan made this, they make a lot of changes. And while we were watching this One Piece series, which here's my review on that, although I thought it was a movie, it's a series. There's eight episodes available on Netflix. I've mm-hmm. been binging. I haven't finished. <laughs> is it good so far? I love this. It is so much fun. The characters are fantastic. You'll love them all. 
which I think is part of the thing from the anime. Probably everybody loved it because apparently this is a worldwide phenomenon. I heard Emily Rudd's in it. I don't know who that is. She's from, um, I've seen her in one movie and it was like a Stephen King movie. That's probably why I didn't see it. It's like a series. (laughs) Okay. I, I loved her. She was really good. I haven't watched much Stephen King. I'm not a huge fan of him necessarily. Mm. I, did I don't go, read his books. I listened to the audiobook movies. of It because I was curious what the real deal was. But the, I think the only ones I've watched, I, I remember watching Firestar when I was a kid and I've seen the Tim Curry It. Mm, and, I've seen it so many times. And, and, and as me and even my cousin, because we're old, we we're like, <laughs> eh, we got Tim Curry. We don't need the new guy. <laughs> because Tim Curry. He's mm-hmm. just great. So That's a great so. last name. Because it's a food. <laughs> a food. I've never eaten that. I know this guy. Have you ever had curry? Mm, I don't uh, think I have. See, one of these days, I'm going to have to try curry because I keep hearing about it because you listen to Harry Potter audiobooks or whatever. Because, you know, mm-hmm. I, I've read some of them and listened to audiobooks, but they're always talking about curry. What is it? <laughs> All right. If, if you're having to be British, could you please email us and tell us what curry is? Because I don't know where to get it. Mm-hmm. I, I could probably look up a recipe and I'd probably mess it up real good. <laughs> so, but anyways, sidetracking away. But yeah, so One Piece, I, I have not really recognized any actors in this. I don't know any of them, which is great because I can respond to them just as their character. Uh, but there are they're all likable characters. Even the villains are interesting. Now, Heather has mentioned this one character, Buggy, who's basically this clown pirate. Mm, and I've seen a lot of videos about him. She says he's really annoying. And so I haven't found him to be annoying in this series, but he's really a nasty bad guy. But he's an enjoyable bad guy. He's interesting. I love, I love like the ones that are kind of cocky about what they do. <laughs> right. They're very good characters. Yes, a good cocky villain. Especially you want to not like them, but you're like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like even one character that popped up there. There's this dude. Uh, he's like his name's almost like Dracula. So I thought maybe they're going a vampire theme with him, but he wears <laughs> like this big cross. He's like a priest or something. But mm-hmm. uh, uh, it's like Dracula Needhog, which I was like Needhog, like the game. Which is like a sword fighting game. If you've mm-hmm. ever, I think it's free to play if you're on that thing. Uh, but he's got like this big sword, and he's this—he's supposed to be one of like these seven pirate lords. And he's like bad news when he shows up. He's like he's just so interesting though, mm-hmm. and he's like this cocky. But he has—he has like this honor respect thing you kind of get because he—he beats a character bad. I don't want to say to spoil anything. He wins mm-hmm. the fight, but you can tell he spares him mm-hmm. because there's respect, and he even tells him come back later and try again. So it's like there's this there's this respect and there's like this honor among thieves pirate guy. It's like mm-hmm. I like him. He's a good villain, but he's like he's not completely evil, but he's interesting because you know he's he's definitely going to be an antagonist. He's going to definitely be going to be a problem, but he like he just has that. And there's but all the characters are just really really great. Even the guy that, the lead actor that got to play Yuffie is he's he's just so much fun. Oh, he looks so sweet. And he is, I've seen he, so many videos and pictures of him. Yuffie is a great character. I really love him. He because he's sweet and he's he's got that naivety that he really doesn't have an idea what pirates really are because mm-hmm. he thinks it's about just having adventures. It's like no, you realize all the other pirates you come across are very bad people. Mm-hmm. He thinks, oh, hey, we're going to help these people because that's what pirates do. Sorry, Yuffie, but you you just keep believing that. Because that's what his 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 idea of being a pirate is, but that makes him awesome. He just wants to help people, and he's gonna be the king of the pirates because he's gonna find the One Piece, and he's just optimistic. And I even noticed at one point that they're they're in kind of a bad way, and he still kind of has that smile underneath, like he's having fun, even though something bad's happening. He's like, I'm having an adventure. I will say that he very much reminds me of Natsu from Fairy Tale, the very yeah. like optimistic and very. 
I don't know what the word like. They're very smart about yeah. what they do. They're clever. They, they they'll say dumb things, but then when it comes down to it, they get clever when they need to be. Mm-hmm. And they can always pull out that special move at the end that's from out of nowhere when they're about to lose it. They come out <laughs> with something like, "Where did he learn that?" <laughs> yeah, because like you know, Natsu's kind of overpowered, but he's not overpowered until he needs to be at the last minute. Oh yeah. Until then, he can get trashed. And Yuffie. I've noticed the same thing. He's getting whooped, but then he comes up with something clever, and it's gum, gum, whatever, and he does mm-hmm. something fun. Uh, except for he's he's lost. Mm-hmm. I saw him flat out defeated, and that's why it's great. I love what his his concept, his crew, is more like my friends, my crew. Yeah. You see it, You see his idea of piracy is very different the way you see other pirates treat their crew, where they're kind of scared of the captain. He's like, these are my friends. They're like, these are my crew, that kind of the kind of mentality. Mm-hmm. And I've really enjoyed that. And I, know, I don't know how similar this is to the anime. I kind of would like to watch some anime of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I only watched like one episode of it, and I just didn't get going. Uh, but I, I've really enjoyed this. I'm definitely recommending. But now Heather has frequently been talking during the show like well they changed that and well that's not the way that's supposed to be you know she's been saying stuff i'm like well could you stop because you're kind of accidentally spoiling what might happen for Mm me i Uh, do that sometimes i was like this is this is a new experience for me let me experience the story we'll come and watch the anime later and i'm I'm sure we'll have fun watching that and we'll watch that in fairy tale some some more you know Mm -hmm. but i need to rewatch fairy tale again i need to finish it yeah i need to come back i haven't watched it all week and like the concept of like them being a family is just so sweet yeah. to me. Yeah, and that's the thing. is that's, that's what I love about Natsu is you mess with one of his friends, that's when he gets super mad. Because mm-hmm. the other time he wants to fight, it's more like he wants to prove he's better than you. But <laughs> then when you hurt his friends, now he's upset. And that's oh, yeah. when he's going to destroy the entire building you're in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's the most destructive force. He's going to level the building. <laughs> He's just so much fun. But that's what all the characters just have that great noble quality. That's why I love mm-hmm. all the characters in fairy tale. And that's that's what makes a good story on this is some other than, you know, other than having a good story, having good characters that you care about what happens to them in the story. Mm-hmm. I and also like that some animes they make the main character to where it's like they're lovable and they're not dumb, but they have their moments. Yeah. Flaws. Mm-hmm. Every great character has flaws. Are you listening, no one's Disney? Perfect. Yeah. I guess if you make a perfect character, then you bore people. My mom and, likes to think she's perfect. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, that's because she's a mom, and she's like, you... you Listen to your moms. Mm-hmm. There you go. And I know your parents are awesome, because I've known them for a while anyway. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we can... Yeah, not that they, because, they're like, at least, you know, <laughs> at least your dad's over. I don't know if your mom was walked back in. But not because they're in the room, but they're awesome people anyway. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, so that's part of what makes that one piece. I'm highly recommending it, and it's very different. From uh, the original ad- adaptation, and we're going to talk some about some adaptation with John Lodge later here in just a minute with Voltron and probably even some Speed Racer because there was Voltron. a movie of Speed Racer. Voltron, yeah, love Voltron. So that's coming up, but you'll you'll have to wait to hear from Emma next week. Mm-hmm. She'll be back. They've I will come together. be. But uh, I've got to move to a new section that I haven't even recorded yet. So, yeah. So stay tuned. I think you know what. This is a good time for me to break to commercial. Yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so now comes the fun part where we're going to talk in our, our main feature today, and we're welcoming John Lodge. Hey there, John. Hey, what's going on, everybody? And uh, we're going to talk, you know, because we're old. <laughs> so being children <laughs> of the 80s. Yourself, brother. I'm, I'm never getting old. I told people once I hit 29, I'm not getting any older. You can't make me. <laughs> well, every, I, every birthday they say, how old are you? And I say 29 for the whatever time. And they go, no, really, how old are you? And I go 29 for the, if you want to know, do the math. I'm not telling you. <laughs> there you go. And I'm still just a big child anyway. You know, I am yep, the pan, yep. which means you know, I, I never grow up. I just get yep, taller and fatter. <laughs> 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 Although I've lost some weight, uh, you know. So that's pretty good. The uh, this, the medications yeah, are working. So, uh, but yeah, we're both. Well, I'm I'm mainly. I know I'm child of the '80s. You might be a bit more of a child of the '70s and '80s. Yeah, yeah. I, I well, I would say I was born in '69. So you know, uh, yeah, I grew up in the '70s and the '80s. So, but it's still within the '80s. Where in 1984 we got from World Ins- World Events Productions Voltron, two versions of it. Yep. <laughs> Which is, you know, it's interesting because you would have grown up in the era and you even mentioned that you were around for Speed Racer, which I don't I don't know that they were showing that much of it in the 80s. I think that was mainly in the 70s. Uh, but it's like anime hadn't fully crossed over and it used to be really hard to get a hold of. I mean, people I used to know of in the 90s that were big into anime were having to bootleg VHS tapes from conventions and stuff. So, but, yeah, maybe, maybe, we, maybe we can talk about Speed Racer next time. You know? Yeah, I, the only familiarity I have with Speed Racer is I saw the movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, I, I watch I watch the cartoons all the time. My goodness. Around the same time I was watching Voltron, so, you know. But what's kind of cool about this is you had, uh, and th- th- uh, it's a bit of a fun stuff with Shared Actually with me. So this was founded, the company, uh, World Events Productions, was actually founded in 1980 by Ted Coppler, who was the son of a St. Louis businessman, and he was a KPLR TV founder, Harold Copler. That was the, the father. Now, in mm-hmm. now th- at least in 2016, I don't know if this is still there, but uh, so my intern, Emma, her mother showed me a picture that somebody had sent her in St. Louis. They had like this statue of Voltron. Oh, really? I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. Now, I don't know if it was a temporary. Hey, cool. We did this thing. because It was like a full color kind of thing. So I was like, I don't know if it was put to be a permanent fixture. And I, I wonder if they kind of put it, you know, right outside this old TV station, because I guess it was the big TV station that would that started carrying it. Because uh, Ted Coppler, I mean, he wanted to bring some anime in there. And the main thing is he uh, he worked with Toei Animation and grabbed, like, the Beast King Go Lion and Armored Fleet mm-hmm. Dairuger. And I don't know if I'm saying this right, because Dairuger is a weird word. Uh, but he, he looked at both of these series, and instead of taking the story of those series, he made his own story by combining the two uh, to give us the Voltron we knew. But, of course, I think around here, I think the uh, the what was originally Go Lion 
it was the more popular version of Voltron with the five lions because really the other one with all the vehicles, there were so many characters that, well, granted, I was a kid at the time, but even now, uh, I, there was somewhere I found an episode of it. And I was like, I can't keep track of all these characters. There's just too many because there was like with the right, aqua team, right. the air team, and the and the via, and, and car team or ground team. And I, uh, yeah, yeah, there was all kinds of toys, though, more, more money to be made because, uh, you had a lot more little pieces to the the vehicle Voltron, but yeah, the lions were a lot cooler, <laughs> in right. my opinion. Well, and for for those of you that don't know, the first series of Voltron featured the Lion Force Voltron uh, that was adapted from what he mentioned earlier, the Beast series, Beast King Go Lion. Mm-hmm. The second series featured the Vehicle Team Voltron and was adapted from the unrelated series Armored Fleet Die Ruger XV. And yeah, then fifteen, and, maybe I don't and know. Then, <laughs> and then you had Voltron. You had Voltron from nineteen eighty four to eighty five. You had Voltron: The Third Dimension from nineteen eighty eight to two thousand. Voltron Force from two thousand eleven to two thousand twelve. Voltron Legendary Defender two thousand six to two thousand eighteen. There was a TV special uh, Voltron Fleet of Doom in nineteen eighty six. And then Voltron Defender of the Universe was a top-rated uh, syndicated was the top-rated syndicated children's show for two years during its original run, and um, it's, it's shunned it's uh, it uh, uh, had ended up with three follow-up series uh, and and plus the line of toys. Yeah, and, and they they keep the, trying to reboot it. <laughs> yeah, and basically what it was was this this good group of space explorers mm-hmm. who was were commissioned to fight evil by coming together with their different parts to form this giant robot called Voltron. And they would feed they would fight all these evil forces throughout the the galaxy and stuff like that. Yeah. And mainly the forces the of Planet and, Doom, really. They would always yeah, try to invade yeah, Planet Eris. Uh, yeah, sending exactly. road beasts, these big giant monsters and everything. I was so and the the one thing that always got me, and even when they started re-releasing these on DVD, and I was watching it, it's like you know what? I, and I never really bugged by it when I was a kid, but at the older, I was like, why are we bothering fighting the road beasts in the lions? Why don't you just form Voltron, get that blazing sword out, and go to town? <laughs> yeah, there you go. They always well, had to build up the, to the finishing move. <laughs> but but the, I, I tell you, it, with the research that I did. Um, the thing that impressed me the most that I never knew back then that I know now, because I just once we talked about this just yesterday, I went in and started doing my homework here, was the fact that, you know, even though this was kind of, you know, something that a lot of people wouldn't remember from back then, you know, the show Voltron, mm-hmm. was that the people that played the characters had such impressive uh, acting resumes. Mm. Um, for example, uh, Pl- Princess Allura and Hanerva and Hagar was played by Betty Jean Ward, who was born in uh, September 12th of 1944. She was an American actress and creator of the stand-up uh, opera musical One One Woman Show. And uh, and now uh, it when it was uh, uh, started on, and then she was on the original uh, off-Broadway series production of the Fan- Fantastics. Uh, and then she started her voiceover career with Hannah Barbara's Jana of the Jungle in 1978. Oh, wow. She was Scarlet on G.I. Joe. Oh, cool. Dina Strong on RoboForce. Um, and then uh, she on RoboForce Revenge of NASCAR, she was Betty Ross in The Incredibles. Um, and then she was uh, Pinky and Pumpkin on the Punk, Pink, the Pink Panther and Sons. Hmm. And she was Betty Rubble in several um, uh, various uh, Flintstones productions. And then she was the um, uh, 
Doma on several different Scooby-Doo movies. My goodness. Okay. And then you had, let's see, we've got uh, Commander Yurak and uh, Emperor Zarkon was Jack Angel, born yes. uh, October 24th, 1930, and he lived until October 18th, 1921. He was an American voice actor and radio personality that provided voiceovers for animation and video games for Hasbro, Hanna-Barbera, The Super Friends, The Transformers, G.I. Joe, as, and was involved in numerous productions on Disney and Pixar. And before his voiceover work, he was a radio DJ for stations KMPC and KFI. And the day of his death, a lost piece of 1980s paraphernalia that contained his voice as the lead role, being U.S. dub of the uh, the uh, animated series Tugs, was discovered. That was a British TV series produced by Tugs Limited for Television South as and Clearwater Productions Limited. And it was uh, created by Robert D. Cardona and David Mitten, who previously produced the first two series of Thomas the Tank Engine and Friends. <laughs> and the the, uh, the Tugs was set in the Roaring Twenties, and it features the adventures of two anamorphized tugboats, uh, tugboat fleets, uh, and the the, uh, the Starfleet and the Z-Stacks, uh, who compete against each other in the fictional big city of um, the biggest harbor in the world. And it was narrated by Patrick Allen, who uh, voice and does the voices of nine other people. Um, Savon, Shiro, and Lance was Michael Bell, born 730 of 1938, was an American actor most active in voiceover uh, roles, video games, and animated series. The Legacy of Kane, The Transformers, G.I. Joe, himself. The, real, the Real American Hero. Wow. Yeah, the, the, Hound, the Hound Cats, uh, Rugrats, The Smurfs, The Incredible Hulk, and The Smorks, The Snorks. And he appeared. He actually appeared in the TV series Dallas and Star Trek. Yeah, and Star Trek Next Generation. Daughter. He's in the premiere episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's his wife Victoria and daughter uh, Ashley are both actors. Uh, King Alfor, Corin, and and uh, or King Alfor and Corin was Peter Cohen. Born 728 in 1941, was a Canadian voice actor, notable for voicing Optimus Prime in the original 1980s Transformers series, and later voiced him in the live-action Transformers movie in 2007. Uh, and uh, he was Eeyore in Winnie the Pooh. My, yeah. my sister-in-law is an Eeyore collector, so yeah. uh, she loved that. And then um, he was a Monterey Jack in Chippendale's Rescue Rangers car in the Knight Rider series. Yeah. And, and he was the voice of the Predator. And then you had uh, Hunk and Prince Lotor uh, was his Lenny Weinrib, uh, was born 429 of 35 and lived until uh, June 28th of 06. American actor and comedian, uh, writer, best known for playing the role the uh, title role in the children's TV series, HR Puffin stuff. <laughs> and he also made an appearance as that character in an episode of one of my favorite classic cop shows, chips. Huh. Um, he was grimace in the McDonald land commercial. Oh, yeah. He had the uh, title role in inch high private eye. Yep, he was scrappy do on scrappy do or Scooby doo and scrappy do. Um, he was Big Mouth on the on uh, the Smurf, on the Smurfs, and he was the voice of Time for Timer on the ABC Public Service uh, announcements in the 1970s. You had Queen Queen Merla, which was Tresh uh, McNeil. She was mm. an American voice actress whose credits include um, Dot Warner on the animated series yeah. Animaniac. I think that's what it, we know her best it, for. 
Yeah, it's reboot page on she was on its reboot. She was Babs Bunny um, on Tiny Toon Adventures. Uh, Chip and Gadget Hackwrench on Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Daisy Duck in various uh, Disney media. Mm-hmm. And uh, into, since 1999, she was on The Simpsons, Futurama, Disenchantment, Rugrats, and Hey Arnold. So yeah. <laughs> you, you know. got a heck of a cast here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when I started looking that up, I'm like, wow, this isn't just a cool memory from my childhood, but these people had quite the the yeah. entertainment resume. And some of them are legendary, know? like Jack Angel is legendary. Michael Bell is legendary. Peter Cullen is legendary. Tress McNeil is legendary. I mean, goodness. Yeah, sakes. absolutely. And like I said, I wouldn't have known those back then because I didn't, you know, we didn't have the Internet back then. Right. (laughs) And so you couldn't just go look up the show or Wikipedia like we've done here, you know, and everything. But, you know, so then when I started looking up, I was like, whoa, how cool is this? So (laughs) you so you have this this legendary huge robot that's out there fighting for good Mm -hmm. and, and keeping the peace made up of a bunch of people who had these amazing, you know, resumes that we knew from so many different animated productions over the years, you know? And, And, you know. One of the things that's wild to me is I don't recall Mm -hmm. in the American, because our theme here has been Americanizing Japanese manga and anime. And this was Mm -hmm. was one of the most Americanized productions ever because you even took two shows and blended them. But I don't think in Voltron they ever explained explained how the five lions were separated. But if you watch the first episode of Go Lion, which I did, it's on Crunchyroll for anyone who has it. You'll have to watch it subtitled, though. The names are different. Everything is different about it. But it explains how this mighty robot decided to fight. He was beating all these different other opponents. And he got so mm-hmm. proud and vain that he took on some sort of space goddess who decides, nope, you, uh, you've you gotten too full of yourself. I'm splitting you into five lions. Right. And so like, there was this whole buildup. So there became this you know legend of where you know you don't know where who built the, the machine but he was completely sentient on his own and all this other stuff and then in, when we get voltron we really don't get that there was like this ever sentient voltron it's all the control of these five you know and in the in the voltron version there's super force of space explorers sent by the alliance to bring back voltron so which was right. which was their connection to the other series which you had this big galaxy alliance which was trying so hard to be star trek i swear because <laughs> mm-hmm. they had the uniforms and and so I think they were trying to appeal to the Star Trek audience with that those people and then using that premise of having a galactic alliance that was your main thing for the the vehicle Voltron but connecting these five characters like they're supposed to be members of it although you will never see these five characters in a galactic alliance uniform but they say in the right. intro that they're supposed to be part of it and you even get a little right. bit in the intro you get to see like the council where they sit down they're making decisions we're going to send five people to go bring back Voltron because Planet Eris is in trouble from Planet Doom is attacking them. <laughs> so. Well, and, and there and there were certain times that you didn't see them actually come together to form Voltron as as one piece. Um, I was just watching an episode on YouTube yesterday where Commander Yurik was coming with his force to try to destroy Planet Arius, mm. and they had all the five lions, you know, sitting on these like ledges and things like that um, of of Planet Arius. And they were actually attacking Urak and his forces separately, either huh. sitting there firing their lasers at him or actually flying up and hitting some of Urak's ships and stuff like that separately, you know. And so, you know, that's, you know, I, I don't I don't know if when I was a kid, you know, I, I'd have to go back and watch a lot more episodes 
because uh, I think the the one I watched yesterday is the first one I've watched for a long time. Yeah. But I'd have to go back and watch and see how many, you know, if I saw more episodes on there. And I meant to look and see how many episodes are actually available out there on YouTube. I forgot to look that up. But, um, you know, I'd have to go back and watch more to see if there were more times where they showed them doing separate things. I think it is available for, for purchase at this point. Right. Uh, I know at one point they had the entire series available on DVD, but uh, I only had enough money to purchase He-Man and the Masters of the Universe in complete <laughs> on DVD because mm-hmm. they had a box <laughs> set of that, Voltron and She-Ra, and I think some other ones. And I was like, okay, I, you know, I've got a little bit of money put together that I can get one of these, and I had to go with He-Man. So... <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Is, is that when you covered on the podcast yet? Or uh, uh, well, you know, we I, I might be something I revisit sometime. But we have some He Man stuff almost all the time. We even even earlier we were discussing uh, the, the plans that Shira had been in the plans and in the script for the 1987 Masters of the Universe movie because Gary Goddard released it on Facebook. The the the, the oh, okay. drawings of how she would have looked and the little bit of it in the mm-hmm. script that was there. So you know, okay. if they if that movie had done better, who knows? We might have gotten a Shira spinoff in a movie. Could right, happen. right. We'll see. Yeah, maybe we'll yeah. get one now, but we'll never get that Master Universe movie as they keep talking about. <laughs> it's never going to happen. Right, but right. I, you know, there's yeah. been talk of a Voltron movie. You know, one of these days that they want to reboot it and see if they can make that as a film. I think it would be awesome if they could get that to work. Right. I have not yeah. heard that really getting much steam, other than the the ideas there. Uh, it's it's probably got as much steam as they have of trying to bring the Silverhawks back, which I think they're only going to be around for those new toys, which are amazing. So it's it's really right. hard. Some of these properties, they you know, I think Voltron has a better good chance of them trying to bring it back and trying to make a film of it. Uh, now, me, I'm I'm so stuck on the original series that when they brought it back, the the latest Netflix series, which did catch on with kids, they really enjoyed it. Uh, there was kind of a redesign to the lions, and they kind of changed some of the characters around. To where I was like, oh, this isn't my show, so I'll let the kids enjoy this, and I'll just enjoy the old one. So, but. The kids really liked it, so I'm like, well, good. So they managed to bring Voltron back, and the toys were kind of cool on that one. Which, speaking of the toys, I actually remember when I was a kid, I'd had a dream that there was like I, that I was playing with Voltron toys. Now, at this point, I had not seen a single ad for Voltron toys, but I'd had this dream of like, oh, and I woke up thinking, that'd be really cool if we had some toys of that. And then, of course, you know, watching Voltron before I went to school, there was the ad for the toys. I'm like, there are toys now, but I never got a single <laughs> one of them myself. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, I did have one. Uh they had these I guess they were made of like a rubber kind of material, but I had a Voltron mm-hmm. a, a toy that it, you could kind of separate it, but it wasn't really flexible. So it had like the uh-huh. the, the lions and the head even came off for some weird reason. But you know, of course the black lion if you pulled the arms and legs off so it was nothing but the stubs to c- attach the other one. So it wasn't really a well thought out full toy and it wasn't a lot of detail, but I loved it because it was the a lion Voltron. But uh, not that long after we we got those for Christmas, my brother had gotten the vehicle version. I got the lion version. My brother decided he needed to show that mine could fly, and he threw it and landed it on the roof of the house, and I never got it back. Oh wow! I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. I've held that for years. <laughs> that is like no, my only Voltron toy, and he threw it on the roof where I never got it back again. And his and his heart is still mourning. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. Even though my brother has recently passed away, and we had the funeral last week, he still never replaced <laughs> my full truck. Yeah, and I'm and I'm so sorry for your loss <laughs> as well. Uh, and and the funny part about it is, your sister had just shown me pictures of him like a week or so prior to his passing, and said she was telling the other members of the family they needed to go see him because she didn't think he had long. And next thing you know, I'm seeing a post that her brother passed away, and I'm like, oh wow, that was that was quick. Yeah. You know? 
So yeah, Voltron, definitely a lot of great old memories of the 80s attached with that series. Uh, and it's been fun as an adult being able to come back and watch some of the episodes. I do have at least one DVD set that was like the first first part of the first thing. So they, they made like, what, five original sets when they first started bringing it to DVD. And they had one base for each lion. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think they had because there was like a whole total of like a, I think 124 total episodes of the original run, and I think each one had somewhere around like 30 episodes, to where mm-hmm. you know by the time they got the five, they 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 managed to get all of the episodes, and I didn't manage to get all of them. But sitting and watching it, that's where I think I started having those thoughts. Like you know, they could seem to save a lot of time if they just like look a robeast. Okay, let's form Voltron, get that blazing sword out, and go to town. But they would always there go and go. try to fight with the lions, get trounced around for a bit, but then decide, okay, that's it. Now we're mad. Let's go and form Voltron. There you go. There you <laughs> it's go. like, why well, didn't you, you know, do they, that? They, they, had to, they had to lead up to it because I think the episode would be over too quickly. Yeah, it would have been a 10-minute episode. The bad guys right away, you know? <laughs> And it always made it interesting when they would actually sometimes get into fights when they're not in a lion and they'd have to run and they'd have to go into somewhere in just their uniforms and their, their blaster pistols and have to go and deal with something it's like, oh, now this is different because now they felt more vulnerable, of course, outside of their lions. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, hey, now you're actually in some real danger because now you could get shot or something. And, you know, so I always found those well, episodes the, interesting. The episode- the episode I was watching yesterday, it was called Zurich gets his pink slip. <laughs> and um, uh, so he, he comes to try to defeat planet Arius. The, the separate lions are, were, are, you know, separated and they're attacking, you know, York ships and stuff separately and all this. And they, and like you said, they got tossed around a little bit and stuff like that. But uh, you know, they, they basically, you know, Zarek ended up returning to his planet with his tail between his legs <laughs> and had to go appeal to his superiors that, you know, he had failed. And they're basically like, you know, Zarek, you're a worthless loser, you know, <laughs> and we shouldn't even give you any more chances and stuff like that. I, that was, I was on my lunch break doing that. And I, so I couldn't watch the whole thing and I haven't had a chance to go back and watch the rest of it, but I assume he came back later, mm-hmm. you know, and they probably then came together to form Voltron and, you know, defeated him together. Yeah. You know, I would assume that that's where it would have gone. So Now, was Zurich the guy that he had like this weird eye patch thing or something that was from Planet Doom? Was that who Zurich was? Uh, and then I think maybe you're thinking, of, I, don't, I don't know if Emperor Zarkon had well, that. No, Zarkon didn't have an eye patch. You know, he was King okay, Zarkon, well, he had the crown, but he had a guy working for him other than Prince Lotor that he was like this. He was almost cat-like in his with because they all had the pointed ears, but he had like the white hair, mm-hmm. had cat-like ears, but he had like a thing over like at least one of his eyes, like this weird metallic tech, some sort of tech on one of his eyes, and I never caught what his name yeah, was. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't remember seeing that on on this guy, so mm. I don't know if that's Urek or not. Yeah, I see. I feel like I want to look him up, but uh, there were some memorable characters. You got Hagar, of course, was like you know the original nasty witch that I swear uh, Shira borrowed. What Shadow Weaver always reminded of Hagar. Mm-hmm. So, seems like it's the same character <laughs> a little bit. Right. So, yeah, Hagar was always just because like this horrible, nasty witch. And, ah, that voice was great. <laughs> and she's, <laughs> I, Robies, am like the greatest ever. Now, this one will surely defeat Voltron. Oh, just uh, just <laughs> the characters were great in this show. And you even had like Prince Lotor who had like this thing for the princess. And he's like, ah, I will spare your planet if you will marry me. Ha-ha. And he thought he was going to win the whole war that way. right right there was just some great aspects and you know what the the fun part about this also uh, i have a cat named allura based off this princess we have we have at least two princesses we have an adora and we have an allura right now 
Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Which goes, Allura, we ended up having, because I, I was trying to name her after She-Ra, and I goofed up and called her after the Princess Allura. I was trying to mm-hmm. keep with the theme. Our first cat was named Eternia. And I thought, okay, well, I'm going to keep this, this Masters of Universe theme. And, okay, well, it's another female. Well, let's go with another princess name, and we'll call her, whoops, I meant to say Adora, but I said Allura, and it stuck. So now we've got the newer okay. cat. The newer cat said, okay, well, this one's Adora then. So, right. <laughs> I'm naming my cats after old cartoons because I can't. There you go. And there I told my, my wife loves Great Danes. So I said, if we get a Great Dane, I'm you, that temptation to name him Scooby is huge. <laughs> it's huge. It's, and, you know, even if she decides to call him Duke, I'm going to like, all right, Scooby, we know who you oh, really are. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You want yeah. a Scooby mm-hmm. neck, a Scooby snack Duke? Sure well, you do. Well, it's like we, we used to have a bee. We, we used to have a beagle and uh, her name was Lucy. But, you know, I, I really wanted, I wouldn't really wanted to call him. I wanted to call her Flash. <laughs> yeah, because you know? of course uh, you know for 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 you know since 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 I you know I was always famous for my impression of the sheriff on the Dukes of Hazard. You, you, you know, you, you, you know, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure Beagle drink. I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> knock you in the middle of next week. You know, so you know <laughs> we had a beagle, and I wanted I wanted to name it Flash, and I still every once in a while when I was <laughs> petting her, I'd be like, oh, velvet ears. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh for a good flash so you got to get a basset hound though like didn't he have a basset hound oh that's right that yeah. was her yeah that's right flash is a basset hound i'm right. sorry we had a beagle yeah well a beagle, so, if yeah. i get a beagle i'm yeah. calling it snoopy oh okay <laughs> totally there i you have go. to yeah my, my wife my wife is a snoopy collector actually because our son for about four years before he went off to college at the university of missouri played the snoopy character at camp snoopy out at worlds of fun nice and even and and now because of her thing of collecting Snoopies, he's always like, "I'm not Snoopy anymore." My wife's like, "Too bad." It's one. <laughs> it, it's it's a it's a uh, what do what do you call it a, uh, uh, a term of endearment type thing. There you go. You know, it, it's one of the ways we remember you is playing Snoopy all those years. So you know, she collects Snoopy stuff. You know. Uh, well, I guess then, as far as your wife's concerned, I'm Papa Berenstain because that's who I was at Worlds of Fun. <laughs> oh, okay. Before Camp Snoopy came and took it over, and the Berenstain Bears were there, I was I was Papa Bear. The first, I think it was the first oh, wow. year they had done it too. Uh, oh back wow! Long time ago, and it was a fun job. But oh my goodness, you die in that suit. Oh, oh yeah, I'm Woo. sure. But it was fun because you got to tease the adults and play with all the kids, and we'd pretend to fish in the fountain and you know, all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. It was fun. You know, me and the kids would have a good old time. You know, you got to play games. You got to be a big giant kid because you're Papa Bear. So, oh yeah. Yeah. Okay, but uh, we probably better wrap this up because otherwise okay. this is going to be a super, super long show, and I've got to get to my okay. show notes to make sure I get all the fun stuff covered. But of course, we well, like you to visit. Let me know. Let me know when you want to come back together, and we'll talk some speed racer. Yeah, I know nothing is speed racer, so you'd have to. I you'd have to show me some links so I can at least watch an episode. So, but uh, sure. make, I, can, I can send you some of those. Yeah. So make sure you go to NeverlandPodcast.com. And uh, as, as I mentioned earlier in the show. Oh, and before I forget, I also earlier in the show said that the ca- or the character in One Piece was Dracul Needhog. Uh, my wife corrected me. It's Dracul Mihawk. I was thinking Needhog oh, okay. because Needhog is a, a sword fighting game. That's uh, it's kind of an indie game that you can get on PlayStation. I thought, oh, well, the guy has a big sword. That's that's funny. But uh, no, it was 
It's Mihawk. But anyway, so okay. uh, right in the center of the screen, you will find your link for my podcast reviews. If you happen to have a podcast and you'd like to see your reviews from around the world, click on that link. I get a little bit of kickback when you sign up for there. And of course, we remember that we want to thank Karen Kennedy, Ricky Pope of Christian Nerds Unite, and Darren Wildheit of the Wildheit and Wall Show for helping me out with the intro. Don't forget you can email us, podcast at neverlandpodcast.com. You can come follow us on Twitter. We're on Facebook. Oh, wow, I'm running out of time on Zoom. Who knew? Zoom is limiting me. All right, so uh, Facebook, we have both a group and a fan page. You'll get more interaction on the group. Come and join us. Also, don't forget you can join the Neverlanders. Become an official Neverlander or Lost Boy or Pixie. And why do we have Pixies? As I was telling Emma, girls are too clever. They don't get lost. Also, don't forget we do have a Patreon. You'll find that link right on the website. Come and donate on different tiers, and you can get the episodes without those ads. Plus, visit our shop. We have lots of fun t-shirt things and you know, lots of fun designs you can buy on a lot of different stuff, and I need to get them all to my other designs that I have ready. I just need to upload them and, and get them going. Uh, but yes, that's everything, and now this is where I get the weird John out, because he might not be familiar with the way we, we end the show, so get lost. <laughs> In an adventure. <laughs> See, he didn't know that was coming. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> right, well, and thanks for coming on the show. Oh, real quick though, where can people find you? Because you, are you still doing your show? Yeah, you are. Because you keep sending me yeah, messages. I, yeah. Um, if you check out uh, my podcast, it's uh, uh, Men in the Potter's Hands. Um, it's on Spotify for podcasters. Um, it's now also available on Spreaker. And uh, Jeremiah is uh, working now to get it uh, completely on demand on EternityReadyRadio.com. And that's where I want to start eventually promoting. Somebody told me today that I needed to, uh, to, to have more help with promoting it, that I should also make it available on Apple Podcasts. So I may look yeah. into that as well. But yeah, Men in the Potter's Hands on Spotify for podcasters. And like I said, then check out the EternityReadyRadio.com. Scroll down until you see podcasts, and it'll be on there. So yeah. I need to see if Jeremiah is actually still carrying my show in there, because we were a long time ago. Oh, pardon me. So I need to see if I'm still there. I don't know, because I, I think he's had everything he needs to where he could just upload the episodes, because I, I stopped making the, the new Solid Rock shows, because that, that show got canceled up in Kearney. So I quit right. making that show uh, during COVID, and... So I'm still making this show, and I don't. And he's got everything he needs to just upload and put it in where he needs to. I'm not sure if he's still doing it or not. I haven't, I haven't looked. But all right, so <laughs> now I don't have a way to sign off because I already told everybody to get lost in an adventure. Yeah, but, yeah. Know. Well, let's just let's just say you know since we're both we're both uh, brothers in Christ, uh, you know, keep hopefully you're following the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior every day. And if you're not, we invite you to receive him by faith today. He's just a prayer away. And uh, he, he wants a relationship. He created you, wants a relationship with you. So seek him. And uh, we love you. Jesus loves you. If we don't see you here, we'll see you in the air. And if you have any questions about the, that and you'd like, you know, you don't understand maybe some of the gospel, feel free to email me, podcast at neverlandpodcast.com. I'd love to talk with you. Also on the Facebook group, yep. feel free. All right. And we'll wrap it up there. there. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.